Hello to everyone. You're welcome to the Master's Voice. This is Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. Today I am continuing with the last vision that I shared, which was entitled Send for Their Flesh. That was a vision about Russia, China, and their allies at some time in the future and how they faced a, a labor demand. They faced a, a lack of labor right? So their economies were growing very strongly and they needed free labor to power their economies. And then it was decided by the head of that coalition, Vladimir Putin, in the vision, this was the man who came up with the idea to send for their flesh. So that is the title of the vision, send for their flesh. That was the proposal that he made and it was warmly received by the allies that were sitting around the table who were China, Latvia, and one other prophecy, it has been revealed that Taiwan will be an ally at that time, the Ukraine, and a few other countries whose identities were not revealed to me and still have not been revealed to me. So before I go into that, I just want to say that you're welcome to check the subscription box below. Find out about every video. Sometimes it's good to actually read the, read the description box before you start just so you know what the video is about and just so you know that whenever the video is grainy i always try to shoot these videos in the best possible resolution that i can but sometimes youtube keeps a video in 480p which may or may not be clear on your phone or your computer so please i always put that in the description box that if you start the video and the video is grainy for any reason please go to either i think there's a three dots menu at the bottom or it'll be at the top corner, usually on the right, and check quality and make sure that the video is not playing for you in 144 or 360. Please put it in 720 or 1080p or whatever the highest that your device is so you're not watching a video that's painful for your eyes. So let's go directly into the continuation of this prophecy. The first part has already been rendered, which was to set the scene this was a very lengthy vision. I've shared already how the Lord speaks to me. The Lord sometimes just talks to me in my dream. So I'll have a dream. There may or may not be pictures and the voice of the Lord simply narrates what he wants to say. I also have visions where I'm wide awake. Sometimes I see things superimposed on top of reality, which means I can be in a bus. I can be in a train. Sometimes I'm at work or in my house and I suddenly see pictures start to pass in front of, you know, um, whatever, whatever the room that I'm in contains. So this was, this was one of those. I was awake and I saw, it was like I was present at this place watching these people have this meeting. And then after that, the Lord began to deal with me and give me just a supernatural inflow, a supernatural influx of information about both Russia and China. So that is why I have two follow-ups to the send for their flesh vision. Brothers and sisters, I would like it to be understood that the central crux of this is that believe it or not, accept it or not, at some time in the future, there will be war in the United States. This is what all these visions are for. You could say that these visions are all backup dancers to the main singer or the main event. And that main event is that there will be war in this country. And when that war comes, that war will not come um, 
all of a sudden. That war will sort of be the grand finale to a whole slew of things that is going to happen to the United States. The United States is going to suffer economic weakness. Her money is going to become weak. I've already shared a vision where I saw myself and my family members. We were making some long trek to some place I don't know where it was here in the United States we were moving out of the cities we were moving out of the cities us and a very large amount of people and we were walking on currency we were walking on the US dollar we were walking on gold we were walking on silver we were trampling these things which means that we were inhabiting a time where these things have no value I'm not a stockbroker, I'm not an investor, so I'm not trying to give anyone advice as to what to do with your money in this time. But I'm saying that there will come a time in the United States, I know a lot of people are waiting for the rapture, brothers and sisters, the rapture is not now. There are things that we must go through. There are trials that we must go through. There are testings that the church is going to have to endure. Why? The easiest way I can put it is that heaven is not cheap. Heaven is not cheap. You don't get to enter heaven because you have a deep desire to get to heaven. You don't even get to heaven, get to enter heaven because you simply want to escape what things may come. The Bible is very clear that certain things may come before we see the gates of heaven. And because heaven is not cheap, because the blood of Jesus was such a costly sacrifice and it cost God everything to redeem our souls, we too will be tested to see that we are loyal to see that we are faithful to the Lord before we can see the gates of heaven. It's not just Maranatha and he's like, okay, sure. No, some of us have very disloyal hearts. Some of us have very divided hearts. Some of us have a heart, as it were, that is like a temple and standing in that temple is an idol. It may be your husband. It may be your wife. It may be the fact that you waited for 16 years trying IVF therapy before you were able to get a baby. And now that baby means everything to you. You are willing to skip Bible study, skip phone and prayer, skip church in person, whatever it is. Whenever that baby makes a move, whenever that child is growing up and even coughs, you're like, oh, you, you want to be the cloud around that child. And God has taken second place in your heart. The Lord God will not accept this from his church. I cannot possibly be the first person to say this. And yet you would be surprised how many of us, contrary to the laws of scripture, are regarding idols in our hearts. We have things in our hearts that are so important to us. Um, and this election is just indicative of that. If you see what people are saying online, if you see how mocking and how rude Christians have become. The things that they post on their pages is astounding to me. And that is why, in a way, um, I'm so glad that the Lord, whatever he says to me concerning political upheaval and political movements in this country, it is not something that he has ever moved me to share publicly. So I thank God that for all the years that he has been speaking to me as his servant, he has never moved me to come and make any grand announcements. And I like it just fine. So to get back to what I was saying, the rapture is not going to precede the things that we will see, especially when it comes to, to the United States. The bulk of the prophecies that I, Celestial, receive are immediately and directly pointing to the nation of the United States. I'm not trying to pick on America. After all, I have no reason to do that. All I'm saying is this is what God has shown me consistently. This is the eighth year. Almost everything I dream, almost everything I hear, and almost everything I see from the Lord is concerning this nation. 
So there will be economic decline. The money is going to take a series of hits. There's a prophecy on my on my um, blog, themastersvoice.com, link is below, where the money went 60% 60, 60 drop. There was a 60% drop in the value of the dollar and people went from affluent to, to struggling and people went from struggling to starving. And it caused a mass, mass confusion around the world. Economies just folded because of what happened to the dollar. So there will be economic decline. There will be financial decline. There will be a second financial crisis that makes the first one look like a joke. These are the Lord's words, not mine. There will be internal unrest. What am I saying? Is it just unrest where one person doesn't like their neighbor? No, people are going to take to the streets. Well, somebody might be saying, you're not telling us anything new. Yes, I know internet comment section. Thank you so much. But what I'm saying is that in addition to the unrest, the Lord has shown me that this unrest will grow and foment into hatred. Just as the scripture says, brother will hate brother. Ephraim will hate Manasseh and Manasseh will try to choke Ephraim. So Americans are going to become savage and brutish in their dealings with one another. And this is eventually going to spill over into civil war. There are prophecies on the master's voice that not only point to, but clearly delineate a process whereby America is going to fight herself. She's going to be split along civil lines, political lines, ideological lines, religious lines, and the nation is basically going to try and tear itself in two like an old coat. And it is when she has gone through a series of pummeling, economic pummeling, financial pummeling, social and civic pummeling, this is when the nation will be so weak. And that is when her final end will approach and her enemies who have been circling around at the outside watching, perhaps even involved in the internal disagreement and struggle that goes on. This is when they are going to approach and hit this nation. There's going to be international war and it's going to involve Russia. It's going to involve China and it's going to be so sudden. It's going to be so unexpected. Every time I see these visions from the Lord, America is depicted as a sleeping man. A man who is asleep, a man has who has no idea that his house has been breached and therefore suffers great and eventually fatal harm. So I'm going to read today's prophecy. By the grace of God, I hope I can get both parts out and then we will be finished with this one. This is Send for Their Flesh, The Role of Russia. This is the same prophecy that I received June 27th, 2019. And the scripture is, For indeed, brothers, during the time we spent with you, we kept telling you about the future, that we were going to suffer affliction. And so it came to pass, as you know. 1 Thessalonians 3, 7. So this is the continuation of the vision involving Russia, China, Ukraine, and several other, several other nations that were having an open flow of ideas and discussing their demand for labor. A command was given, send for their flesh by Vladimir Putin, and the nation that was captured and sold into slavery to meet the labor demand was the United States of America. So what the Lord then began to reveal to me is that Russia will be the mastermind of this attack. 
Russia is not going to come alone. There's going to be a vanguard hit, and that vanguard is going to be definitely masterminded and led by Russia. However, China is going to be Russia's tactical partner. So if I could say Russia is going to design this plan, but China is going to be crucial in carrying it out. In these visions, China is shown to have extremely advanced technology. I will share in the visions, I think I have two that give so much clarity into what the Chinese side will be bringing. I'm aware that Russians watch this video. I'm aware that Chinese watch this video. They visit the blog. I am stating what the Lord has shown me. These are not attacks on any nation. These are not even attacks on the United States. Facts are facts. And I would like to say spiritual facts are even more factual than normal facts for the fact that spiritual facts are truth. They can only be changed through prayer. However, the destruction of Mystery Babylon, which this nation is, has already been prophesied in the Bible. I have said it before in the blog and I say it now here on video. If you have not read Jeremiah chapter 50, Jeremiah chapter 51, Jeremiah chapter 52, if you have not read Isaiah 13, and if you have not read Isaiah chapter 9, if you have not read Revelations chapter 17 and 18, then you will not know what nation the Lord is talking about. People argue and say that America is not written in the Bible. America does not appear in the Bible under her known name, America. However, wherever you see the daughter of Zion, and the daughter of Zion is being exploited, torn down, and destroyed, the Bible is talking about modern-day America. Wherever you see mystery Babylon, again, the Bible is talking about modern-day America. So the Lord gave the understanding that China is the tactical partner. They're going to be the operative partner. They're going to be the ones that are very good at carrying out the battle plans. Russia is the strategic partner, the one who will actually think up the schemes and how to implement them step by step. So the Lord now gave these insights into the man called Vladimir Putin. The leader of Russia is like a leopard in his craftiness. He is slow and stealthy in his approach, and he takes his time to observe before he makes a move. He is a decisive actor, and he strikes swiftly when the time is right. The Lord showed that this man has an obsession with perfection. He does not do things halfway. For him, everything has to be done exactly so. The Lord shows that he has the brain of a military genius and that if he had been born in the old times where people rode horses and went to war like Alexander the Great or Genghis Khan, he would have been one of those types of leaders. Fearless, bold, and he would not be sitting in an office directing missile strikes. He would actually be at the head of his shoulders. So when God was showing me this, these are the kind of pictures that I was seeing. Putin on a horse, Putin going, let's go, like, uh, like Napoleon. That, that kind of, that kind of leader. As I said, that sometimes when the Lord is speaking, I see a lot of pictures. And if I was to exhaustively share the pictures as well as the writing, then the blog post would be extremely onerous for anyone to read. So, um, I think the videos help because then I can, I can share better what I see. So I see that he's a fearless kind of leader who leads from the front and he's very strategic and he, he, he measures twice and cuts once. Or yeah, I would say measures five times. He's meticulous. 
So the Lord showed that um, if he had been able, if he would have been alive during the times where people could just go to war and defeat people and just take their land and annex it, just like that, just like we capture this land for Russia, then he would have won a lot of territory for Russia in those days. The Lord shows that he has very intricate thinking, um, that he can think of 50 different schemes at once and he can seamlessly weave them into one idea. So I saw his thoughts running through his mind like spider webs. The Lord showed me like many different thoughts running through his mind. Some of them didn't even seem related to the central thought. But at the end, all of them wove perfectly into one thought. Um, and so that's what I saw. I saw that this man spends a lot of time at conference tables. He talks to people. The Lord says he's an orator. He's eloquent, charming, and witty. And what happens is that the Lord shows that because he has so many different skillful personality traits that he has not been lazy to develop. Vladimir Putin is a person that has spent a lot of time developing himself personally. You can find that a person has many gifts and because maybe they're good looking or because they can run track, they only focus on that one gift and they become rather one dimensional. But because he has developed himself. He is quite disarming. He is quite a force when he deals with people. And he is not afraid to use all aspects of his personality to win people over. I, I don't understand Russian, but sometimes, I mean, if you were to look up a, a press conference that he's had, even with American media, everyone comes in with a stone face because this is Putin. But halfway through, or even just 10 minutes to, you find the Germans, the French, the Americans, journalists and uh, observers alike, everybody's chuckling. So that is one thing that he is good with using his personality. The Lord also shows that he spends a lot of time in meditation. Sometimes this man just sits by himself. He does not want to be bothered because he is simply allowing his thoughts to grow and to take themselves to their logical conclusion. So he spends time sitting, sitting in quiet with himself only. And he also spends time critiquing himself and how he thinks. So he doesn't just think things and think, I have thought it, so be it. No, he will have an idea and then he will troubleshoot that idea relentlessly and poke holes in his own ideas himself, his own schemes and his own plans. He pokes holes in them until they become perfected. So he criticizes himself harder than anybody else um, could. And the Lord says that he is meticulous. He also have it, has a habit of studying maps. So he's a map aficionado and he likes to collect old maps, especially maps from the times when he wasn't born. He likes to look at the old territory of what old Russia used to be when she was huge, even before the Soviet Union. He likes to look at those maps to see what land they used to have, what land they lost in treaties, what was stolen from them and, and um, where it was, where it went, what countries took that land. That's how he, he entertains himself. So the Lord basically said that this is a very multifaceted man and he's difficult to read. Um, very difficult to discern. And the word the Lord gave me to describe this leader is cloaked. Basically, if the Lord does not give you insight into Putin, if the Lord does not give you a way to actually approach him, you can never, you can never tactically engage this man and win. So Russia is the strategic partner and this is the strategist at her head, Vladimir Putin. China is tactical, meaning that she will be running operations. 
And then um, I've already spoken about the U.S. and the intention to take Americans into slavery. Please excuse me. And so um, here, the Lord gave me just a little snippet, and I saw rich people basically trying to save themselves from the captivity. Now, in the captivity, what I've seen is that there will be, uh, I keep saying it, processing centers set up. So I keep seeing these, these large buildings, and I keep seeing mostly Chinese soldiers seated at tables and Americans lined up. Sometimes they have clothes, sometimes they don't have clothes, but sometimes they have clothes and Americans are lined up and they've been zip tied. And then families are separated. And when the families are separated, this is when the questioning begins. And there's large books there and, and notes are being taken and you're being asked, you know, what can you do? What were you in your, in your previous life? You know, before you became a captive, what were you? Were you an investment banker? Were you an accountant? What can you do? You know, can you, can you work? Can you, um, can you lay bricks? Can you lay sod? What can you do? Do you know how to do roofing? Are you an electrician? Do you have a trade? Do you have a skill? And of course, I've mentioned that one of the things they were asking women is, do you have the ability to sexually please men? Do you have the ability to be, um, provocative and sexy because one of the things that will happen in the captivity is the setup of brothels and sex houses and these things are not pretty i will describe them in the next vision i will be true to what the lord has shown me because my interest here is not who believes celestial or who thinks celestial is just making these things up or overstepping her bounds my interest here is for the voice of jesus christ to be heard and Jesus Christ has revealed to me consistently what things will come. And I have to, in good conscience, not only speak so that the Lord's voice can be heard in the earth today, because there are too many lies out there claiming and perpetrating to be from him, men speaking out of their belly. Not only should the Lord's voice go out, but more importantly, that the people of the world, saved and unsaved, need to be warned. I know you have family members that you might hesitate to share these videos with. They may not believe you. They may think that these things are far-fetched. Nevertheless, the Lord has shown that these things will come. And all those who are not warned will not turn away from sin. These things are a punishment for sin. If you do not turn away from sin, this is like a snare that will catch you. And only when it has caught you and you're standing there, you'll think about that video that you laughed at, that person that you cursed, that mother you didn't want to listen to, that cousin or that coworker that you just thought was a religious zealot and fanatic, and it will be too late. The Bible says, deliver yourself out of the snare. Give yourself no rest. Be like a deer that keeps pulling until it gets out of the snare. These things are snares. If you continue in a sinful lifestyle, brother, sister, these judgments will surely catch you. You cannot outrun God. You cannot outrun the angels of God. As Nebuchadnezzar was caught in his own judgment, and for seven years he was forced to have the mind of a beast, so too will people undergo this. So China will sit at tables, whichever of them can speak English, and they will ask these questions and they will separate people and send people off to do these different works in Russia, in China, and in whatever other nations need labor. So I saw rich people, people who have Vanderbilt money, people who have Hilton money, very, very rich people, um, trying to deliver themselves from this judgment. These people know these things are coming. You out there on YouTube are the one who don't know 
who doesn't know that these things are coming. These rich people have advanced knowledge of all these things. Your advanced knowledge is looking at you right now and talking to you right now. The Spirit of the Lord is warning you because maybe you don't have friends high up who could give you a call or just send you a text and let you know, hey, it's time to leave the country. So I saw them getting on their planes and they saved themselves primarily through early departures from the United States, but not all of them made it out. And so I saw them trying to be friendly and conversational with their captors, but just as the Bible says, the captors were like stone. They could not be bought. You could not bribe them with any money. You could not offer them. You could not try to be sexy and say, hey, big boy, you know, please don't put me with the other slaves. There was nothing like that. And the Lord said, there I will not spare and they will not offer any mercy. So then another thing the Lord made me know is that America has greatly underestimated Russia. Over the years, there have been constant, constant competitions, arms race, space race, all kinds of races, um, Cold War, all kinds of things happening. And because America has consistently taken victory or at least declared herself in her very powerful media to be the victor, um, Russia has been forced to take the second place. But the Lord showed me that there is a burning in the heart of Russia. So then I had three visions. In the first vision, I saw a bear that was sitting quietly in a zoo and a blonde trainer, very beautiful woman, blonde. She was wearing what looked like a bodysuit, red, white, and blue. Obviously, the shape of the flag, um, that Miss America sweetheart, sweetheart bust line, right? And she had the Uncle Sam hat, and she was going, huh, you know, huh, to the crowd, performing very charming. And uh, she was making the bear do tricks, and the bear was doing the tricks. But um, uh, there was there was a very bright sun shining in the heart of the bear, right? And that bear is Russia. And uh, a fierce pride was burning in the heart of that bear because that bear also wanted to be applauded. The bear also wanted to be recognized and celebrated and brought into international decisions as a brother, but that was not happening. So the second vision that I had where I saw America and Russia playing childhood games and they were playing the game of Cain and Abel. So there was a boy, a brunette, a boy, and a girl who was blonde. This is how America always appears, as a blonde woman or girl. And the blonde one told the dark-haired child, you are the baddie. You wear this costume. And then she handed him the cane costume, and she puts on the costume that says Abel. Now, to you may not be saved out there, but everybody knows the story of the original people. If you don't know, I'll be happy to give you a synopsis. Cain and Abel were the first children that Adam and Eve had. And there's usually this perceptive perception that Cain was the bad one and Abel was the good one. But basically, these were two boys growing up. And their father trained them and told them what God wanted and how God wanted them to live and what kind of sacrifices would be acceptable to God. But when they came, when they came of age and they came to make their first sacrifices. Abel made a perfect sacrifice to God and Cain did not. Cain made a sacrifice out of his own heart and what he thought would please God, but Abel made his sacrifice according to what his father had instructed him. He brought the firstborn, it had no blemish, and he brought it from his heart and he bought a sacrifice that contained blood, which is what you need for atonement. But um, Cain only brought fruit and what Cain should have actually done was taken his fruit and taken it to his brother and exchanged it for a perfect lamb 
and also offered that. So because his sacrifice was not accepted, he became overwhelmed with jealousy because he felt that God loved Abel more. And his jealousy, he did not contain it, and he allowed it to lead him to commit the first murder. So when America was playing with Russia, she was constantly making Russia be the bad guy. I saw another picture of them playing where she gave him the costume of an American Indian, and then she made herself the cowboy, and then she shot the Indian, pow, 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 and then she told the Indian, you have to play, you have to play dead. So Russia had to fall down and play dead. And they continued to grow up, and they constantly had games in which America said, I am good, and she told Russia, you are bad. And then one day when they were grown, they were about teenagers, America handed Russia the costume and said, you're the bad guy. But then Russia took the costume. But when he looked up, it was like I was watching a movie. So when he looked up, I saw so much rage in his face. He was now a young man, maybe 16 or 17 years old. He was not a boy anymore. He had grown and he looked at her with so much hatred. But then he quickly covered it up. And he put the costume on. But I saw in the heart of this boy a burning sun, like the same heart, same sun that I saw in the heart of the bear in the first vision. And the Lord says, do not think that Russia is not wicked. No, they're not blameless or innocent. They have their sins and they are wicked. But the Lord is saying, America, you have dealt unfairly with your brother. And for this, in the time to come, Russia will strike you blows from which you will not recover. When the Lord said, strike you blows, I saw an angel of the Lord in a hospital waiting room and everyone was sitting and waiting to hear the fate. Whose fate? Well, what happened in the first vision is that the, the circus trainer who kept making the bear do tricks, the bear rose up suddenly and slapped her in the head. So you know a bear's paw is not a small thing, you know, my little hand. The bear slapped that woman in the head and she went flying. So here's the culmination of that. Um, everybody was waiting to see would the blonde woman make it, you know, and uh, the angel of the Lord came out dressed as a doctor and he shook his head. And so the Lord says that the stage is set and the actors have taken their places and no one can leave their role. The last vision I saw was a dinner party and this is where I'm going to end this video. I saw a dinner party and all the nations who matter were there. So France was there wearing their light blue cummerbund, handsome, blonde, and happy. America was the host, dazzling and beautiful in a gown and wearing sparkly gloves. You know, those gloves that come up to here, long white gloves. I saw that Austria was there, had a red sash across the chest. Germany was there also in red. So many nations were there, mingling, talking, and catching up. Everyone was friends except for two outcasts, drinking at the bar and watching everything with eagle eyes, China and Russia. Nobody spoke to these two. Nobody invited these two to mingle, to find out how they were doing, how's their families. So all the good nations, the allied nations, they were mingling and China and Russia were at the event. They had been invited, but they were being rebuffed and utterly ignored. So they were at the bar and watching everything. One nation wanted to get drunk and make a scene. One nation wanted to just act up and talk. Uh, but the other nation was still and so calm. He put a hand on the nation that wanted to act up, which was China. China wanted to act up, but Russia put a hand on China as if to say, wait, wait. 
So China calmed down and he also controlled his drinking. He stopped drinking so much, he slowed down so that he could be sober like his partner. And I saw that China had absolute faith in Russia. He knew that Russia had a plan. He knew that they would get their moment. And so these two men stayed at the party, ignored and quiet. They knew that nobody cares if they were there or not. They knew that nobody cared if they were happy or not. After all, the stars of the party were happy and the stars of the party were at the center of attention. So Russia and China continued drinking in the background and they were still. May the Lord show mercy to every country that has backhanded or aggravated these two because the Lord showed me that they have a long memory and that they will take full revenge for every grievance of the past. Brothers and sisters, I am a Christian. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and the Father, the Holy Father, God the Father. The Pope is not the Holy Father. He's just a man who is very misguided. The true Holy Father is Jehovah, the God of all flesh, the God of my flesh. So I'm here as one Christian speaking to another, or one Christian speaking to somebody who has heard about Christianity probably their whole life. Maybe you used to be a Christian. You're not interested in it anymore. It's not trendy or it doesn't match the lifestyle that you want to live. I am saying that it is time to repent. It is time for us to look at our actions. It is time for us to look at this COVID-19 world and realize that all is not well with us anymore in the church and that we have to be wise and we have to be vigilant. We have to come out of this world and stop acting like the world. And we have to be careful because the times that we are living in are evil. This is, this is Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. I'll be back with another video today if I can, but if not, God bless you. God keep you and may the Lord make his face to shine upon you. All the information you need will be in the description box below. And until I see you again, stay safe. Bye.